welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jeffrey coming to you live from the West Village of Manhattan. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for telling a friend. That's how it all works. It is holiday season. So what do you do? What do you give a friend? Here's a free gift. Text them the link to this podcast episode. Why, why not? Make it your Instagram story. Maybe you'll give a, give a gift to someone that you barely even know. Maybe someone who lurks on your stories because they think you're hot and they're attracted to you, but they're too afraid to say anything because they have a girlfriend at home. They're looking at you going, well, I just like looking at their pictures. And then all of a sudden you give them a podcast. Wow. Wow. What, look at the favor you did for that lurker creep. Maybe they'll be spending more time listening to the podcast than looking at you. And now we've all won. Isn't that great? And also... Make it, you know, let, let's, let's, let's send it to the group chat, people. And if you're, if you're enjoying the show a lot, I do a Patreon, three extra podcasts a week for five bucks a month, uh, Wednesday's Luxury Lounge, Friday, one more email, Saturday, uh, Sunday, Coffee with J-Train, all different. And if you know this show and you love this show, you're going to love those uh, shows too, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Also, live shows. I want to get these out of the way. Live shows. I'm coming to your city. So, people. I am coming Phoenix, Long Beach, St. Louis, Fort Lauderdale, Cincinnati, West Nyack, Philly, Sacramento, Hartford, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Omaha, JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com. If you heard the city that you know, go to the website. If you heard a city that you know a friend and and you're like, hey, you got to check this guy out, go send them the link, JaredFree.com. I'm very excited. We're gonna. I, I'm I'm running through these announcements because I want to get as much time with our guests today as possible. Uh, I, now, I, I want to, a legendary comedian, hilarious, so funny, now retired, doing their own podcast, has entered the podcast space, and I'm so excited to have her here. Lisa Lambanelli, thank you for coming on. Jared, let me tell you something. You rival me as the best self-promoter in the business (laughs) because dude i was on morning radio today and i had to shoehorn my plugs in you know how Mm -hmm. when you're on radio and you have to just be like oh my god that so applies to my brand new podcast losers with the dream that i do every single week available on all platforms but you gotta do it and i do like seriously though that you mentioned about i know you were a little in jest about giving as a gift a link no no i I believe that you i believe that we just did an episode on my podcast about asking for help and how hard it is to ask for help. Because here I am, mm. 60 years old, and mm. I'm calling up millennials saying, how do you do social media? How do you do podcasting? <laughs> and asking for help is hard for 90% of people. So I'm like, the fact that you know we're asking people for help of like going, hey, listen to us, spread the word, because the landscape sure. is 2.7 million podcasts. I think it takes bravery. So I love that you're just like me. You're out there doing it. Well, I, I listen... I appreciate the comment. That's amazing. I, I've referred to myself as the Prince of Promos in in the past. At some point, the I do. We provide a service. The service is put your brain on the shelf and let us take the wheel. Yeah. Take an hour where we're the ones talking. We're having the zoned in conversation that you get to listen in on, and you don't even have to lift your eyebrows to look interested. That is a yeah. gift. Someone else wants to put their brain on the shelf. I do believe in what I'm selling, so I I, I agree. Yes. And I I love that that jujitsu where someone's like, "So how's your Tuesday?" 
My Tuesday is great. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Um, by the way, by the way, your Patreon is badass that you're doing three episodes extra a week. I want to kill myself after one episode. So I think it's because you're young. Because are you in your 20s? I'm right. I'm in my 30s. I'm okay. I'm 36. Yeah. Yeah. So you still have energy, and I have energy, yeah. but like I'm like yeah, but not for three extra episodes. So God bless you. I remember being Thank that you. age. I did that stuff too, and I'm like, dude. Uh, if I were you, I would sub- subscribe to the pre- your Patreon. I really well, would. Thank you. I I I I never shut the fuck up. That's basically all I do is just sit here yelling into a mic or uh, you know on stage or in my apartment, and I. I've gotten it, it is funny because I do I do this thing called Coffee with J Train where I basically like tell stories from the week and I have gotten weirdly used to talking to a listener I'm imagining being there. Like I'm by myself yes. telling stories and it's very weird how comfortable I've gotten with it. But I think that'll serve you well if you're going to have to practice for an acting part or if you're going to have to practice for an audition. I mean, all that stuff does count. And by the way, a lot of podcasters who do solo podcasts, I don't get how they do it. I think it requires a lot of discipline and talent. I always like over the weekend, I was really annoyed with my podcast co-host because Mm -hmm. I was watching the Beatles documentary and I'm like, that's it. You're the Ringo and you're the freaking George Harrison trying to distract with your stupid Maharishi shit. I'm Paul McCartney saying, get on a schedule and none of you are Lennon. So I was all mad at them and I was all like annoyed that they weren't pulling their weight. And I'm going to myself, oh, my God, what if I have to do this alone? Like, I wouldn't do it alone. I need So them. I got to hand it to you that I, like I just need somebody to talk to and have them laugh. I can't. Yeah, well, I, I I totally get that. I I mean, you can't be the beetle. You have to be the Beatles. You know, Thank like there you. has to be. Yes. So I well, hold on. So we got to get to your podcast. It's called Losers yeah. with a Dream. Okay, and I want everyone to go get subscribed. It just started, right? It, this is a fairly yeah. new podcast, so it is out there all podcast apps. Losers with a Dream. It is every Tuesday. I want everyone to press pause, get subscribed because it is a a, a cousin to this podcast. You are giving life coaching advice to two young comics trying to get into comedy. Explain the show better than I just did. I, I, I want to make sure. Oh, yeah. No, of course. The reason it even is important to me is because, first of all, the name Losers with a Dream comes from when I used to do all the roasts on Comedy Central. And mm-hmm. I would say, you know, you make fun of everybody on the, on the stage and then you go, but enough about these losers with a dream. Let's yes. talk about, you know, whoever it was, Will Shatner or whatever. <laughs> So when we're thinking about doing the podcast, it was my idea because I said I heard that they're, you know, in their 30s and 20s, white guys, straight, but they would have really deep conversations about love and about vulnerability and acceptance and big issues that I'm interested in as a fledgling coach. So I go, well, that's a podcast, but I'm I'm not going to be on it. You guys go ahead. Of course, I show up once. They can't get rid of me. And I make them draw (laughs) my picture on the poster, too. But what I like about it is it's that vulnerability it's still really funny, but it's them really bringing a big issue every week. Like I say, we don't need more lightweight com, com, content in podcasts yeah. and we need men being vulnerable and they are. And I'm always shocked every week that they're that open. But I do like I do open the door to make fun of them a bit, but also then help them sort of work on these bigger issues. Now, it's interesting because you're like we need you guys are the you, you reference that you're the you guys are the dead weight. You know, like you're making fun of them yeah. <laughs> for this podcast. Like we got to get to work. You, yeah. I mean, I being 
as as a huge a comedian as you were doing theaters and doing stand up all around the country and the world like that's an incredible work ethic is it yeah. hard to hear them going through stuff that you're like I know exactly what your problem is you're not doing things that I did do you think you know that's got to be hard because you've done it so yeah. and and they're aspiring to what you've done so how could they ever disagree with you you know no, what's interesting is I allow them to bring up points to me like well you know I'm I'm difficult with authority I have a hard time with that or whatever and then we talk about it and stuff and we mm. kind of dissect where that comes from because you, if you, I said to one of them over the weekend, I love them both as friends. Like I have a feeling we'll be friends for longer than the podcast lasts. But I was like, wow. I said, if you have a problem with authority, but you want what I had for 30 years, mm -hmm. then you've got to figure out where you're getting your orders from and who to listen to. And I just love that we have these vulnerable talks. Like even last, even like yesterday, uh, I have to go away and see, I just had a, a birth of a new baby in my family and I'm going, and um, I want one of them to watch my dogs. But I used to, in the past, when I had an opening act, I'd be like, yeah, you have to watch my dog because I'm such a gift to you. <laughs> but I was like, that's not Lisa anymore. Like, I can't do that stuff anymore. So I was like, oh, I vulnerably went to him and I said, look, man, I get that you're not emotionally attached to my dog, but can I pay you to watch him? And he's like, oh, I'll do it for free. And I was like, of I'm course. sure there won't be resentment. Because again, I want to work with these guys. They're so good and funny and have such a good vulnerable take on life and they're so good that's why the podcast is so good and deep that i'm like i want to never have resentment between the three of us so Do if you, i have to remind them occasionally to post something on instagram or this or that sure. i don't get as mad as i used to in the past so this comes from like a lot of learning and going through it and figuring yeah. it out on your own too you know so yeah. and hey don't make the mistakes i've made and then it's hard to even listen to that because you go well i'm this guy and it's hard. I mean, that, listen, we're, we're about to give advice on this show. I always say it's easier for us to say, like, we're just here to be compassionate and tell some story. We're not experts. We don't expert. Who's an expert in love? You know, so right. we, we're just here to say, shit, been there. Here's how I would handle it. But here's how I would handle it in a world where I don't have to see someone's facial expression that I care about. Yeah, you know? yes, <laughs> like, yes. Well, well, you know what I love? I, right after I retired, I was like, oh, I'm going to sign up and become a legit life coach. Like mm. somebody who takes a three-year course, really gets into it. And after a year, I was like, bullshit. Because mm. you have to go on that journey with people. That's what mm. coaching is. It's letting them develop at their own pace. I'm about like, Here's my story. If you could benefit from it, great. If not, move on. So, so I like the idea of benefiting from my experience, but not telling someone what to do because I'll end up murdering all my clients. And then <laughs> who's winning there? Not me. Right. You can get too attached to the advice that you give. Oh. What, now, 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 what made you, you know, take this stop from stand up? You, you just like I'm. What what was the the thing? What was there a day or is it just over a couple of years? You were like, I this yeah, isn't no, for me anymore. I started the the good. The thank God I was able to sort of really analyze my life and start. I I always say when I'm interviewed about it, I became the noticer of my life and like instead of just running and having busyness and accomplishment be like the goal. Mm. It was like, wait, I'm starting to notice I'm not happy doing this. I hate the lifestyle. I hate the travel, yeah. which is ironic because we're going to do some live podcast tapings, <laughs> but they're all going to be local. Like I am not effing around. I'm just doing what I want. And I went on Howard Stern, who allowed me to come on and 
announce it, which was gracious. I was like, I just do not have enough joy to stay in it. The one hour on stage wasn't worth the traumatic lifestyle. You know, I w- that was something when I first started doing stand up. It was the greatest advice that I got was you're going to kill. They, the, the comic was D.C. Benny. Do you know him? No, D.C. Benny great. is yeah. so fantastic. And he gave me great advice. He goes, he goes, if you're going to kill, it's not because you're like the best comedian alive because everyone kills at some point. And he, he said he was like, if it doesn't feel like the, amazing, if it's not like a drug, then just stop right away. Right. Because you're trying to, you know, so much hard days to get to that kill, you know, that when it, yep. when you get it, if it don't taste delicious, yeah. then you might as well just do something else. And I, I, I think that's there's something to say, like we we live in this world right now and this happens with dating and relationships. And I think this is like this will get us kind of into dating and relationship world. But. The when you date someone, you put up the Instagram posts, you put up the engagement posts and you feel like, oh, my God, but I've done all these things that are keeping me in something that maybe you're not happy in, you know, and it's like just because you've done doesn't mean you have to do, you know, so it it, it became freeing to me that like, oh, go do stand up and try it, you know, like that doesn't just because you did it once and you did a, a tweet about it. And a friend saw it doesn't mean it's the worst thing in the world when you go, eh, not for me anymore. Not for me. Well, I think so, too. I think what the reason people are confused when people like me or Daniel Day-Lewis or whatever retires from an art mm. form, it's because it's they can't imagine being able to do that for a living at all. And totally. like, well, how could you walk? But if they did, like Jim Carrey has that famous quote where he said, everyone should be rich and famous for a week so they know it doesn't solve anything. Sure, and uh, yeah. it doesn't make you, it doesn't fill the hole. It doesn't yeah. fill that. And you've got to work on yourself from the inside out and figure out, wow, the applause is not worth the shitty lifestyle and that's the non-connection. And, and how I feel, I mean, it, but it's so, it's got to be so funny because you're on a podcast, Losers with a Dream, and you're sitting there with two aspiring stand-ups that are probably a lot like me in a lot of in, in 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 a lot of respects and they're you know they're looking at you being like like just wishing for the thing that you're like eh it's fine you know? I know. Like it's- and it was funny I did I do a lot of podcasts in order to promote my podcast yeah so I was on this because you know that's the only way you really of course listeners is podcast listeners are great and they're like family Mm-hmm. So I was on this really big podcast called The Minimalists. And oh, yeah, I, huge. Did, they're awesome. So we did this Patreon and I was talking about how I'm overly helpful and overly advice giving. And I said, I just want these two comics, Bo and Nick, to have what I had. And I go, oh, so you want them to have the thing that made you miserable. I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit. And then I realized it is their journey. Like they it's have that- to have their journey. And I, through therapy, figured out I'm trying to rescue them when they don't need rescuing. Like I tried to rescue my parents from death. I tried to rescue friends and opening acts and family members. I'm like, wait a minute, everybody's just fine without me. Nobody needs my help. So (laughs) I think what's good about our podcast is I kind of lead them through how they quote unquote, or how I did things Mm. and how I developed, but I don't have all the answers. I'm, I've never been a success in love. I've been a success financially. I've been a success business wise. I've been a success somewhat friendship wise. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things I don't know. So I'm like, okay, take what I have and leave the rest if you, it doesn't I, apply to you. A podcast is all about sitting in on a conversation you don't have to participate in. And I think Losers with a Dream is a great conversation to sit in on 
anyone out there with a dream, if you're chomping on something, a uh, side hustle idea or leaving a job or starting a new pursuit, that's a podcast for you. So Losers with a Dream every Tuesday. Go subscribe. Lisa Lampanelli, so excited to have you here. At Lisa Lampanelli on Instagram. Go follow right away. We're going to do some emails. Podcast at gmail.com. Keep sending them in. Keep sending them in. We need those screenshot emails. We got a couple for the end, but Podcast at gmail.com. Becky with the bad hair. You ready, Lisa? Oh, yeah. Look at my hair. Of course I get it. I think you look great. Uh, <laughs> J Train and Guest, Feather Feather. This email will sound harsh, but only because I love my friends so much and I'm at a loss. I have a friendship dilemma. My friend and I are both 28 years old. She's an elementary school teacher and has decided to spend her money on a terrible hairstyle. She gets so she gets so in extensions and her brown hair bleached blonde. It looks horrible because she can't afford the upkeep of getting her roots touched up and the extensions adjusted. This is an interesting dilemma. I've tried yeah. politely because the first day you leave the salon Wow, wow, you did it. You got yeah. the look you were trying to achieve. But if you can't do, you know, the gym and the maintenance, nope. you got like six hours. It's like getting a shirt that's a little bit too small. And then they go, it's going to shrink a little. Oh, I'll wear it oh, out. Right, 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 right. <laughs> well, the, the funny part of this, I know you're going to finish the letter, but just before we even continue, please, I had extensions for years and I had them because I could afford the good ones. So I yeah. waited till I could. But I have an interesting perspective. I think I know where this is going. So go ahead. Uh, okay. So I've tried politely to suggest she looks better with her natural hair, but she says she likes this look better. Important to add, she washes her hair once a month, and as a result, it smells so bad. Oh, she smells and she's hideous. Uh, what, do, what do I do? How do I bring this up with urgency without being a bitch? We have a lot of weddings, including her own in 2022, and I want to set her up for success. Please help. I don't want her to look at these important life event photos and think why didn't anyone tell me my hair looks so bad sign betsy with the good hair so lisa lampanelli i I know exactly what i'd be tempted to do but what you should never do here's what it is a couple months ago i saw that a friend of mine posted on instagram that she was going to let her hair grow out the gray and the quote silver they all think they're going to have this fucking silver hair and look like Meryl Streep in <laughs> Devil Wears Prada. Well, you won't because that was a yes. wig and it took a lot of processing. It was done by a million, probably a million dollar hairstyle. <laughs> it's also, they all think they're going to be in the Dove body campaign. The, yeah. Everyone's in the Dove commercial. Yeah, yeah. like girl, no, you don't qualify. <laughs> so I said, to, and I know a lot about hair, a lot about makeup, a lot about clothing because mm. I had to be in the business for 30 years. And even when yes. I was overweight, I had to figure out through a stylist, how to get things done. So I called my stylist, former hairstylist, former clothing stylist. I said to her, what would you say to this girl? Cause her hair doesn't look good gray. And she goes, literally, she's not paying you. Mm. The only thing you should say that will not hurt her feelings is I'm so happy you like it. You don't have to lie to her. You don't have to say you like it. If she asks, I got, when I have friends who say, what do you think about? And then I say, do you really want to know what I think? Or do you want me to be a cheerleader? So mm. I had a friend call me just literally five minutes ago. And she goes, I just need you to be a cheerleader about this one thing. And I'm like, sure. And she's told me some half-cocked idea she had. Fine. Yeah. But your friend's not asking. Yeah. Your friend's not uncomfortable with it. No. I mean, I'm saying this publicly because I'm sure she doesn't listen to podcasts. But my sister has always died her. <laughs> 
her hair blonde and she is a dark fucking Italian, unlike yeah. me, who's white as fuck. I'm like, she likes it. There's yeah. something, and, and honestly, it's literally, it's making her feel a certain way. It's making it, her feel like a woman in some way. And uh, the smell part aside, that's a different issue. She likes it. And you just have to be like, the woman is never going to look back on those photos and say she looks shitty. Trust me. It, it, I totally agree with you. The friend, all of us are doing things for ourselves just to be able to leave the house. Yeah. And whatever those things, like I remember, and I, I've been doing a joke about this. Like I, I've struggled with weight stuff my whole life. I, I, I feel a synergy uh, to you for that reason and your comedy. And I talk about how um, all of us have like a pose we do in the mirror that we never really stand like. We've never stood yes. that way in our lives, but we right. do it in the mirror so that we can leave the house so that we, in our mind's eye, we look that way. This yeah. woman is has a, a an idea of what she looks like in her mind's eye that yeah. gets her to go, I can leave the house today and put a smile on and feel good yeah. as I can. Because this is, you know, life is hard. It's a long life. It is, you know, and yeah. all of us have our own shit. And just like you said, Lisa, this somehow makes sense to her. Yeah. It, it, and it's it, funny, too, because I you know, dress certain ways. I dress after, after the pandemic, I was convinced, and this was literally in my head. I was convinced I gained 20 pounds and had no evidence. Even when I stepped on the scale, no evidence of weight gain, but I, mm -hmm. in my head thought I did. So I was dressing very baggy. Okay. And um, I called my stylist. I said, I think this is body dysmorphia. And she goes, let's buy you clothes that you sh you're sure fit. So mm -hmm. in other words, I was going out into the world baggy just in case. So I needed it at the time. So we all do what we need. I think the but it took you reaching out. That's yeah. the thing. Oh, yeah. Like this, fr and yeah. I love what you said. You saying just now, uh, what your friend said. The, the it was what was it? It was yeah. I, yeah. I'm so glad. I, you I'm like happy it. you like it. Yeah. That's a that gets you. And if they question you on it, now you got the freedom to say something. Because if they question you on it, then they go. That's them going from I don't want to be coached. I want some real response. Like there's that's different a, ways of point. saying. That's, yeah. You know, like that's you a know, good point because. I remember my niece has a very big podcast. Like it's, mm. it's in the top 10 of comedy podcasts every week. So there are no, they have a hundred million downloads and they had a manager who literally was world famous, but literally did nothing and never called them back. Yeah. So I was with them on tour one weekend. Cause you know, this is my niece and I was having a blast with them. Sure. And th this manager isn't calling them back and they kept complaining, but no one's asking my advice. And I'm mm -hmm. sitting there going, oh my God, please ask me, please ask me. <laughs> Finally, after three fucking days, these two yahoos go, what would you do? And I go, oh my God, what would I do? You take do out a note, uh, you take out a, do? take out a piece I, of paper on furrows with all the notes you've written oh yeah, for the them. Big scroll. Yeah, I literally, yeah. within an hour, I'm not lying, he was fired. Yeah. And he was replaced by my manager. So, there it is. Meaning it's like you have to wait because they weren't ready for the advice, but even one minute before that. Yeah. And, um, and the, he, the, go, ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. The deeper issue, though, I think with all of this, whether it's the Christine's podcast or my friend with the silver hair or this girl, this poor girl with the unfortunate extensions. And because they do, I understand they do look they're they're terrible looking and sad. It's our need to advice give. It's our need to rescue. 
it's our need to be the good guy. And that does distract from us working on ourselves. I'm not saying that's the only reason we want to do it. We do have good mm. hearts, but let's not delude ourselves that there's a part of that that's trying to give us some self-esteem. Oh and my she God. So look at herself about that. She doesn't need to do this. And and the smell thing is like a different issue. That's like the piling on, yeah. you know, like, like the yeah. smell thing, like that's an easy thing where you go, someone yeah. smells something. You could do that while you're in the room together. I smell yeah. something. And then you go, is it your hair? What's, you know, like that, that can yeah. be brought up in different ways. The, and what you just said, uh, and we're going to go to another email, but the, if, if you guys go, there's a, sometimes my videos with the guests will pop off, go a little viral. So mm-hmm. they get outside of my following, so to speak. And then we give dating advice here. And I see that all the time in the comments when they go a little viral. It's people writing, there's some people that aren't meant for advice or aren't mm-hmm. meant to take your questions. And But you can see when they write stuff, it's it's somewhat mean. It's somewhat not really... Mm. empathetic and you're like oh this you know when you're telling someone what to do yeah it's it's just instead of being asked for an opinion on what they should do it's a different look jtrainpodcast at gmail.com jtrainpodcast at gmail.com here with lisa lampanelli losers with a dream go get subscribed right now i love this idea i love this show go losers with a dream every tuesday former side chick how to tell my boyfriend Woo. Okay. Jared, feather, feather. Thanks for getting me through the pandemic and the long, boring days at work. I have been dating my current boyfriend for a couple of months now. It's going great. Before meeting him, I was the other woman in my previous relationship. I knew the guy was on and off with his girlfriend, but I didn't care. Sometimes the relationship would overlap. Honestly, I was young, very very mature, lonely, so I stayed in it. I have worked on myself, gone to therapy and all, and grown so much since that experience. That person is not who I am anymore. My question now is, how do I tell my my current boyfriend about my past and how much details do I need to provide? Thank you so much for all the great advice. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Lisa Lampanelli, this is a great question. I love this because guess what, Jared? If she literally, I mean, this girl really figured out who she mm-hmm. is. I would literally read that letter to him. That yeah. letter yeah. says every detail. If he wants one more second of detail, he can't have it. Because no. I think discussing the past is super gross. Like, I okay. never want to know what position somebody did with something or if they had a threesome. It's just like, you know, she wants to tell him from a moral reason of being, hey, I don't want to hide this big thing mm-hmm. that I've learned from. But I would literally take that letter and say, hey, I wrote into an advice show and I'm going to read this to you and then not answer questions. Because she but- said everything that needs to be known, which is I grew from it. I I totally agree with you on reading him the letter. I'm going to push back on one thing because before meeting him, I, I think the letter is perfect. I think she could even be like, listen to this podcast I wrote in. I want yeah. you to listen to that. Like that could even be an easier way to even break that. Whatever. Let's listen to a podcast. I actually wrote in. I want you to guess which question was mine. Like, yes, yes. you know, like that type of thing. That's a little fun. That's actually a little sexy. Go for sure. that. Maybe. So I will say, what if he says, what if his questions and I'm not asking, you know, what if his questions are somewhat empathetic and being like, like, like to oh. me, if someone brought this to me and said, I, and I was like, well, how did that start? Like, if I'm like, I'm cool okay. with that. I understand how people can change. How does that begin? Like, I don't, you know, he might, if his questions are what positions did you do? I'd yeah. be like, okay, get yeah. the fuck out of here. Like, like right. I, I'd be rethink. Maybe he needs therapy at that point. But if it's, yeah. hey, like, cause I would be curious, like, how'd you get into it? 
how'd you get out of it from a just a pure fodder point of view? It might actually improve the relationship is kind of what I'm saying. More That's questions. great. That's a good point. I think I meant more of the questions of like the more scandalous sort of gross totally. stuff of like, oh, well, how could you? And I think if the questions become pointed, like, well, how could you ever do that? Then you kind of see the guy for what he is or the girl if you're on the other end of it. But totally. It's right. Just having the conversation that doesn't feel like you're defending yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think the yeah. minute it becomes I'm defending something that I'm already done with, like if I started dating a guy and he would grill me too much about like my weight loss history because mm. of the, this 30 year struggle and the surgery and the weight and this and that. I exactly literally know when it was getting blamey or, well, why didn't you do this or why didn't you do that? And yeah. I think she'll be able to tell in her gut. So I like the idea of having a conversation and seeing what could be said without her feeling well, uncomfortable. It's a tone thing. That's where like, you know, we're talking about this. We're like, read the email. He's going to come back with some version of a response. We don't know what that response is. The, the hardest part is going, I'm not a crazy person because that response grossed me out. Like. Yeah. The, the, the problem with this, it's like a moral high ground weirdness because she's she's saying, how do I reveal that I've made some mistakes? Mm. And you have to own the hardest part in this is being like, I've made mistakes, but I that doesn't mean I deserve to be like beaten up for it. You know, like you're bringing this to your new boyfriend being like, I've changed. I want to make sure you know about this. And if like, I actually think this is a fun conversation to have with yeah. a girlfriend because I'd be like. I just want to know how it all went down and like, you know, I mean, fun is probably not the right word, but like, I think it's an interesting conversation to have with, uh, you know, not something that would ever turn me off from right. someone I love, but if well, he's yes, looking at it's, it's vulnerable and I think mm. it could bring you closer unless you notice you're getting defensive and someone's kind of going, I, I don't see how this could ever happen. And they start using it as a weapon against you. But then what's good is you see the person you're dating for who they really are and you go, oh my God, he could hear this. And then maybe he could say, dude, I've made mistakes too. Listen, what happened with me? You know, totally. Cause she's just obviously grown from this. Dude, you know how many apologies I've had to make since comedy? Do you know how many times I've had to do, not letters like this, but you know, call people up and say, I remember yelling at you about such and such that must've felt very violent and horrible. And I'm so sorry. Like it's literally then opens the conversation to you get closer. Because so then they go, I, I have th oh, I yelled at someone too. The, and, and I'll give her an a brief example is like, I, you know, I can always tell, like I went to summer camp growing up mm -hmm. and then someone might respond with like, oh, Jew camp. <laughs> and I go, okay. I'm like, sorry. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but I, and it is funny. And you go, yeah, I get what you're saying, but like, you're, you're not really understanding th that I went to like, yeah, summer camp. It happened to be 95% Jewish. Right. You know, right, like, right, it wasn't like right. I was reading the Talmud and, you know, like, you know, open up Torah scrolls every day. Uh, but like, but I do some of that tone. I go, receive the tone, understand you kind of get where I'm how I'm being looked at in this conversation mm. or as far as IQ level in this conversation. The J Train podcast is excited to announce our new sponsor Snow Days. Let me take you back, back to a time when a winter storm got you excited. No school, TV in your pajamas and oven fresh pizza bites. Back then, you didn't know those things were full of junk. Feel like a kid again without the guilt with Snow Day's organic and grain-free pizza bites. I have to tell you, 
I love I love snow days. I love them. I have them. I've eaten them. I'm you know I've I've talked on this podcast time and time again. I talk about how I my late night eating and how I I know I'm gonna do it. So I'm trying to do it in the best way possible. And snow days is an opportunity for that because they're delicious. They're made with like okay. Let me let me. They're they're organic and grain free pizza bite. And I think that's the motto of this show is I think this audience likes to go out, have a good time, and try and do it in the best way possible. And I think that's what Snow Days is all about. We're we're a vodka soda audience, in my opinion. I'm gonna go out, I wanna, you know, I wanna get a buzz. But I'm not going to put a bunch of sugar and unneeded things into my body if I don't have to. Snow Days, it's organic, grain-free pizza bite that come in three delicious flavors. Cheese, veggie white, and sausage. The sausage, delicious. Other brands manufacture imitation cheese using ingredients like sodium aluminum. Aluminum phosphate. Oh, it cut... I mean, I mean, that's a scary word. Magnesium oxide. Like, that's not stuff you want to put in your body. Snow Days uses real mozzarella cheese from grass-fed cows. On top of that, they also feature cassava root in place of flour, all organic ingredients and whole vegetables. Each serving comes with 10 grams of protein, seven whole vegetables, and 11% of your daily fiber. You can crush a whole bag and not feel bad about it. It's great. Yeah, you're not going to wake up with a stomach ache. It's going to feel good. Yeah, you're going to go out. You're going to have a couple drinks. You're going to have some snow days. And you're going to wake up in the morning and go, oh, okay. I, I feel like a, a, a regular person. Right now, they're offering J Train listeners $15 off when you go to snowdays.com. Use code JaredFreed15. And be sure to follow them on social at Eat Snow Days on TikTok and Instagram. One more time, that's snowdays.com. Use code JaredFreed15 for $15 off your first order. Snow Days, get back to feeling like a kid again. The J Train Podcast is excited to announce our new sponsor, Bev. When your parents ask if you're bringing anyone home for the holidays this year, you can tell them you're bringing a very special friend, Bev, wine in a can. I love Bev. I had one the other night. I had the, it was like the sparkling, which one was it? It was the, um, it was sparkling and it was delicious. The glitz and glam. It was so good. And I, I have to say, it's a great thing to bring to a party. It's a conversation starter. It's something where people go, oh, what is that? The can is bright, beautiful. Their wines are dry, crisp, and a little fizzy. Yeah, and they're just, a, it's a fun wine. Super refreshing, delicious. New Year's resolutions are right around the corner. Hit your goals with Bev. Zero sugar and only three carbs and 100 calories per serving. And Bev comes in six varietals. Rosé, Sauve Blanc, Pinot Gris, and Pinot Noir, and Glitz and Glam. Glitz and Glam is delicious. I'll say this. This is a great holiday time drink. And I love the Glitz and Glam. I love the fizz. It's so good. Bev is the first female, is the female first canned wine brand made by chicks. That's their words, okay? Not only is Bev changing the way you drink wine, they're changing the way the stodgy old male-dominated industry has operated for generations. From their female winemaker to their CEO and founder, Bev's breaking the wine glass ceiling one can at a time, people. Bev ships straight to your door and shipping is always free. Their four packs are great for gifting or hosting. I love the four packs. I love it. it's like a little skinny can. It's got a great look. It's 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 one of those things. I came home the other night, crack one open. 
I've worked out a special deal for, just for you. 20% off your first purchase plus free shipping on all orders. I suggest trying their best-selling Ladies Night Variety Pack so you can check out all of their delicious varietals. Go to drinkbev.com slash JTrain or use code JTrain at checkout to claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-B-E-V dot com slash JTrain. Or get Bev Nationwide at Target, Total Wine, BevMo, and more. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Keep sending those emails here with Lisa Lampanelli at Lisa Lampanelli on Instagram. The podcast, Losers with a Dream. Go, 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 go get involved. I love this podcast today. Okay. This is this is some bullet points, but I think you can stick with me on this. Is that okay, oh, Lisa? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Did I meet the final boss of ghosting or the biggest fuckboy ever or both? Okay. Oh. Hi, Papa JT and hilarious guests. Love your podcast and your energy. Your songs on Luxury Lounge are music to my ears. I'm uh, on to it then. This was years ago, but after all the years of listening to your podcast and hearing stories about ghosting, I find myself thinking those aren't so bad. Did I meet the final boss of ghosting or could it be worse than my story? Uh, or could it be worse than my story? You be the judge. I'll break it down in initial bullet points in hopes to make it easier. After contemplating deleting Tinder after a guy told me to I mean, this is trigger warning right now because this is a horrible thing. After contemplating deleting Tinder after a guy told me to, quote unquote, get raped for not sending him a nude on that same day, I meet, uh, we call him Boo, IRL, at my favorite local local bar. We hit it off. So she met a guy at a bar after deleting, after contemplating deleting an app. Okay. Um, we hit it off immediately after I had offered him an umbrella and we spent the evening watching Monday Night Football together I swear angels were singing from the heavens a few weeks in he is laying it on thick romantic homemade dinners complete with cheese and wine pairings blanket forts and picnics weekend getaways with fancy steak dinners Thanksgiving with the families and of course talking about life I found out pretty early on that he was divorced and that his ex-wife cheated and the baby he thought was his found out it was actually not rough. Okay. On Christmas, he tells me he loves me, presents me with tickets to Aladdin on Broadway for a weekend getaway. New Year's Eve was magical. Our weekend trip uh, to NYC for the show was romantic as fuck. We are now officially dating, and it seemed like it was either too good to be true or I had been setting my standards too low. I found found out shortly after that he gave me an STI. This was absolutely devastating to me. A fun fact for your listening audience, you can get HSV2 general herpes from someone with HSV1 cold source. Well, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. I wish they taught that in sex ed he went down on me and a few days later i was in serious pain i couldn't sleep or move sure enough had cold sore during the time and that's how i contracted it while he seemed in denial he was very sweet and very apologetic i was angry but knew he didn't do it purposely a month or so later my friend is having birthday dinner followed by a night on the town i get us a hotel room and confirm where and when with him here we are, 15 of us wait, waiting to, uh, on him to walk in the door so we can order. I was embarrassed and told them to order without him. I call and nothing throughout the night, hours of texting, calls with not a response. When I wake up, still nothing. My heart drops. Is he dead in jail? I continued to text all weekend and cried because I was so worried. I couldn't stop thinking of what might have happened. I ended up texting his sister to see if she knew anything, and she tells me she was able to get a hold of him, but nothing else. Okay. I hear from uh, him four days later, and he says he was playing poker with his friends. Relieved for a moment, and then fuming with anger I go to his house confront him and I have never been gaslit so hard in my life he actually yelled at me for contacting his sister because I worried her he told me I was crazy that he was playing poker with his friends and got too drunk to drive at 6 p.m. or four uh, at 6 p.m. and for four consecutive days I left and did 
did not get any closure. I tried writing him and never received a response. It hurt so badly. What the hell happened? Why would he do this? I had no closure, no explanation, no nothing, just an SDI and 30 different theories running through my head. Hookers and cocaine was one, but nothing compared to the actual story I would, I would eventually uncover. Six months later, his ex-wife told, would reach out to me on Facebook Messenger. Turns out the weekend he went MIA, he was with his ex-wife. She had... Uh, she had her purse stolen and he sped over to help her out. He blocked me and gave her his phone for the weekend. He spent all four days playing house with her, pretending I didn't exist. I learned that was not new to that weekend. This was going on for months. He was in two relationships. She found the letter I wrote him at his apartment, and she had a lot of questions. She gave me all the tea, his weekend-long coke binges, why he, she cheated, and his family was suing her. And, of course, that he told her he, we had broken up back in December. She was fucking pissed, and I couldn't stop laughing at it all. I sent my friends the screenshots and I was happy to finally know what happened. What a scum. They are now remarried and they had a kid recently. I think this one might actually be him. So what do we think of this situation? Do you think there's places? Well, okay, here's exactly what I think is wrong with girls and women. Okay. If we've learned nothing from the Taylor Swift all too well video. Okay. We have to learn that the laying on thick of the romance sure. is not the relationship or the work that has to be done to have a relationship. It is yes. when a guy or woman subjects you to treatment off the bachelor or bachelorette, mm -hmm. it's possibly a red flag of what to look for, that this thing is too good to be true, that this thing is a relationship mock-up versus getting to know someone when she says totally. things like blankets and then and that, that's all right out of a music video mm -hmm, so laying mm -hmm. on that romance thick is to me a red flag to me sit around and talk for a month and get to know someone mm -hmm. and really figure out who they are she's seeing all the smokes and smoke and mirrors at the beginning and there's no all smoke no fire with this guy the fire is the commitment and the vulnerability and she was too busy, like a lot of us are with the stars in her eyes, honeymoon period. Yeah, and and you know what else? I And honestly, we're not trying to blame the emailer. This is a horrific tale. Like, you know, I, we, I, but we can only speak to the emailer, you know? Right. Like, right. to me, this guy is a liar. All he's of horrible. us, all, yes. he's horrible. And all of us have the ability to be lied to. And, yeah. and, you know, I, my dad would always be, this is a very depressing thing that he would say, but he goes, the honest people always get fucked. And it's wow, like, that's, yeah. that's the truth. Because if you're, own, if you're open and honest, all she wanted to do was meet a new guy and get to know him. If you, if you think of like at first, you know, yes. I, I, you know, the, the extracurricular stuff that she's put into the email, you know, it, it, it comes back to. You know, what's interesting to me about this email is she ends it by saying with the the ex-wife reaching out and then she says, I'm laughing because I couldn't stop laughing at all. I was so happy to finally know what happened. Let yes. me just tell let me just tell you, you have no idea what happened. You yeah. know, you you dealt with a liar and I know you're doing that to comfort yourself. And maybe I don't mean to make you uncomfortable, but there's a little bit of a narrative in this email where, you know, and. I had to give a trigger warning in the beginning, which I don't mind. I, I don't mind doing, and I'm I'm happy to do them. I'm going to give the trigger warning again. But when you start the email with, with no question, you just want to tell us a story. You right. know, I I I I understand the story that's being told, and I understand why this is a story that 
you sit at the brunch table with friends and they're like, what? I can't believe it. Holy shit. Oh my God. I don't do a lot of oh my God and holy shit on this podcast because I don't think that's really like a helpful helpful thing to do. So, but when you write after contemplate and I'm not saying this isn't horrible, but I'm saying it has nothing to do with this story. You know, to, to write after right. contemplating deleting Tinder after a guy told me to get raped for not sending him a nude on that same day, I meet, we'll call him well, Boo. But, but I do think it does have a lot to do with this story. Okay, go on, please. It's like coming out of a breakup and meeting someone immediately in a meet cute way in a rom-com. I, I okay. offered to share my umbrella on it. Sure. You, even I know this is going to sound highly unpopular to girls in their 20s and 30s who want to be in a hurry, but I had to learn that even if you're disappointed on Tinder or one date, you have to take a day, three days, a week, a year mm. to grieve that death of that dream. We did an episode of, on my podcast about death of a dream of you didn't, you're not grieving the guy on Tinder. You're mm. grieving the dream that didn't come true that you had in your head already. That's so a good what point. I think is that does have a lot to do with that, I think, because she didn't take the time to feel that sadness to go, okay, I'm not just going to jump into something. And she, unfortunately, and this is not blaming her, she felt a victim of what all of us want is romance. But you have to look at it as a red flag when someone is that full court press with you. Well, what you're saying is correct. And I, you know, listen, I was wrong because it does matter. You're right. And it also matters to show like she's living in extremes. Yeah. You know, the guy on Tinder's the worst piece of garbage piece of shit he is a piece of shit everyone but then it becomes everyone on tinder's looking for nudes and they're all pieces of shit and now horse drawn carriage shining armor gives you the umbrella and it's like neither of them this guy is a guy on the internet who got some you know some bravado and said horrible things but there's also medium people wow that's a great point because i yeah and i i really you know i feel sorry for men in a way because they don't get a chance to just get to know a girl without all the smoke and mirrors they have to show up with the flowers and the candy and be like mr romance with the flannel shirt nights and all that shit and dancing (laughs) in front of the refrigerator light and all that they so there's way too much pressure to do that instead of just get let some girl get to know who you really are and that's so, why I like that other letter we had, because she's allowing by telling that guy of her past, she's going to let the new guy know who she really is and mm-hmm. see who he really is and get to know each other slowly. So unfortunately, we're all in a instant gratification. Let's move this along. Shit. Well, that goes back to the how she sums up the email. I sent it to my friends. Yeah. I was happy to finally know what happened. You don't know what happened. Be mm-hmm. lucky you got away from these people. Yeah. I would get I would get away from the ex. I think she's as detrimental Thought to you as death. the as as your ex. And yes. you know, try and learn from these. J Train Podcast at gmail.com, J Train Podcast at gmail.com here with Lisa Lampanelli. At Lisa By Lampanelli. By the way, I would like to just say one thing, and this is why I don't date. Honestly, I literally cried for a week after watching that Taylor Swift video because I said <laughs> heartbreak is the most difficult thing in the world. I'm not doing it again. So I have not dated for 12 years. And I'm like, thank really? you, God, that I have no sexual feelings because of hormone depletion after menopause. <laughs> I'm like, thank you for letting me live alone with two dogs. Because fuck this. You freed shit. me from this yeah. bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, man. I don't envy people your age at all. I feel so bad 
that dating is so hard for people. You know, I think it's hard, but I think it's like, first of all, it's more fun than it's ever been. And maybe mm -hmm. people are like, no, it isn't. Yeah, it is. You <laughs> can right now pick up your phone and find someone to go on a date with legit right now. You, wow. I mean, you, hypothetically, you could. That's exciting. Yeah. You know, with, but again, highs and lows. With excitement comes disappointment. There's just more. So you hear, you know, no one likes a story about, yeah, I met this person. They were really nice. We went on a date. It was fun. People right. love a story where he's writing me for nudes and these assholes yeah, yeah. on Tinder. And I right, get that. Right. It, so I, I try to look at this as positive as possible. But it's, you know, what also is we have so many connections now. And I think that goes mm -hmm. into this next email where it's like we have to be. And we're in this in-between phase where it's like we're in we're learning technology. Even though it's been around, we've had these phones for years. We're learning about like the the social graces that go with it on the mm. fly. So it's like an, an example is like, oh, I'm friends with this person on Instagram and we dated and now I look at them every day. And you're just right. reminded of someone that didn't work out and you're attracted to still and you're like, and it's just such a distraction. Like, I remember like my family, we went out for ice cream once and then we got in the car and then my dad said hi to a family. We got in the car and my dad goes, I used to date that girl in high school. <gasps> and then we were like, I remember I was like, I remember being like 12 years old and we're all like, what? You, yeah, you know, yeah, like we're yeah. freaking out. And that was the end of it. You know, it wasn't that there was no possibility of, of them becoming Facebook friends and then oh, him God. showing us, oh, this is what she looked like back in the right. day. And but. You know, like how what a what a beautiful like like uh, thing that was. You know, like oh, nowadays, I like it, I like all that old fashioned stuff. I was on a podcast yeah. last week. Week we were talking about how people have ways of making it these days, like through social mm. media and through TikTok and becoming famous. And I said, don't you miss the old days when you had to get on TV to be famous? Like I had a really dude. I started comedy in the '90s after mm -hmm. the boom was over, uh -huh. so. I had to get on the Tonight Show 13 times. I had to do a million roasts. I had to fucking figure it out and get famous the old fashioned way. Same as dating. You had to, oh, I don't know, meet someone out. Like <laughs> well, you had to like be introduced. So part of me does miss the old days that way in a lot of aspects of life. Oh, listen, I, I, I totally, I talk about, you know, the apps were created by ner nerds. <laughs> The, the, you know, they, they weren't created by like, uh, you know, like you or I, yeah, they were created yeah. by like coding people who didn't have interpersonal skills. Yeah. So they're like, how do I make interpersonal skills? Uh, how do I create the crutch for these interpersonal skills that I lack? So they created a crutch that now we're all using. We're all on the crutches. And instead of having to like go to a bar and like to be a stud these days, you can do it from your couch while all, like just just hanging out, no yeah. energy whatsoever. Oh to be a God. stud in the '90s, like you got to put on the leather jacket every night and go to a bar and look at the look in someone's eyes of someone you approach that's not attracted to you. Like that's God, insane to me. It, like all of it's crazy. Again, like I said. Thank God my vagina is out of business. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Podcast at gmail.com. Let's do one more and then we'll do the screenshot emails. Is that okay, hey, Lisa? Yeah, I love okay. it. Long distance high school reconnect. This is kind of on the subject that we're talking about. Jared, feather, feather, and all that jazz. I got a doozy. Background, I'm 40 and single, live in Ohio, originally from Pittsburgh, just got a friend request on Facebook from the older brother of my former prom date. 
The older brother, 45, was a senior when I was a freshman, so we didn't know each, uh, each other in high school, but clearly I knew his family. His younger brother, my prom date, was and is gay, so no potential Eskimo brothers here. Uh, this, this sounds kind of nice. Okay. The brother now lives in Colorado, and we just started messaging. I'm bold and YOLO, so when he said, don't believe anything my brother told you about me, I fired back. I don't know anything about you other than you're Jeremy's cute older brother. Ooh, we're cooking now. I like okay. it. He told me he thought I was cute and that I showed up in his people you might know. See, the idea that Facebook denied that they did denied that they have that they are that they were yeah. bad for mental health is like so insane. They have a, a people you should know list yeah. of just like ghosts from your past that can yes. only make you feel bad. Yeah, so I understand. Who, why don't they just put the guy who wouldn't fuck you? That's all they have to put. <laughs> Showed up as people you should know, um, you might know. I thought I was cute and went for the request and was glad I made the move to send a first uh, send a first message. So she sent the first message after getting the friend request. Okay, we've been messaging for the past for the past week all day every day and moved on to phone texting. Who knows what will come of this, but I feel like you never know when you might connect with quote unquote the one, and life can surprise you. My questions are: Is this stupid? Am I wasting my time? I'm not about I'm not about to ask him what are we doing here because we're talking, but I'm realistic and at some point this is either going to progress uh, to a visit or just die off. We're both pretty realistic and honest so far. I just don't want to scare him off, but what's a good timeline? Next, we should talk on the phone and FaceTime, but at some point I would love to see him. Help. Sleepless in Seattle, but make it 2022. Oh, I love this email. I do it's too. hopeful, it's beautiful. It's it, listen. I've gotten the other email like this. Yeah. This email goes one of two ways. Guy from high school reached out. He's married. I found out after like seven seconds of looking him up. Yes. I, I, I'm assuming this woman and I, I'm just going to advise. You got to look. You got to like, let's first of all, let's search around the parameters of the house. Let's make sure this is a safe space. Reach out to be maybe people that know him or whatever. To check out the pictures. Make sure that there's you're not a second life because let's just remember you live in Ohio and he lives in Colorado. So this is, there's a lot of buffer in this for him yes. as far as, and, but and well, and also I think a buffer is also indicated that they haven't spoken. Now, even when the internet dating started, I remember years mm. ago when it first started, I met a boyfriend who I had for three and a half <coughs> years dated. And we talked pretty much the same day that we started, um, you know, that we connected. So we connected mm -hmm. online and um, we just hopped on the phone. I don't get this message for three weeks and all that shit. Sure. By the way, she made one error in this, which I'm sure you picked up on. She goes, well, I know this because we've been talking. No, you haven't. He could have been potentially sitting texting while he's with his other girlfriend. And that's Did I'm not being mean, but that's how it is. We so have to acknowledge yes, the, the reality. The yes. Get on the phone today. What are you waiting for? It's like literally just stupid. Like, I don't get, do you, now your age group, Jared, do you understand the reason for putting off speaking? Um, I get it. I, I understand where she's like, she wrote something very, very relatable. Um, at some point, uh, we're both, I just don't want to scare him off. You can't scare him off. You yep. can't scare a guy who wants to have sex with you or wants to be with you. Yeah. You know, like, so yeah. both, you know, so right now he's in a, and the beauty of him is that buffer. 
He's a he's a safe amount away, so you you get the time to like live in this romantic world. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, Lisa. Let's get on the phone. Let's do a FaceTime. Let's progress this and whatever. Let's have fun with it. Enjoy yeah. whatever you can out of this. I will say, stay realistic, and yes. staying realistic means being you know like this visit should happen soon. Yeah, you're, like let's go. You're bitch. forty. He's forty five. Let's fucking get to it. Like oh, you know the idea right. that you know I don't know what's happened in life for both of you, but you're forty and single and live in Ohio. You're the honest one in this. I don't know how honest he's being. Mm-hmm. I I right. would hope. And you know the brother. Reach out to the brother. Yeah. Your prom right. date. The the gay brother. Like who's more helpful than that? No one's more helpful than the gay man. I think we've established that throughout our lives. But yeah, and also this though, he should see reason. People should always look on themselves to what they're doing. Ask herself why she's willing to live in this fantasy. Why mm. she's afraid that she's too much and will scare him off. That's all her internal work. Here's totally. what people don't forget to do when they're dating or looking. They forget to work on them. Mm. So she has to go to the shrink and say who I hope she's already seen because we all should be saying, Hey, you know, I have this tendency to think I might scare people off. What's that about? And figure out where that comes from and how to not be scared and ruled by that. Cause the right guy or girl can never be scared off. Totally. And, and the right guy or girl is not going to like fix your issues. Like, you know, like he isn't a solution to any problem. When you say I'm 40 and single live in Ohio, he could be, the thing that makes you the happiest person in the world, which would be great, but he could also be nothing, and that's okay too. You're gonna be fine. So, yeah. my my next move for her is if I'm her, I'm, I'm reaching out to the brother. I can't believe I'm talking to your brother right now. Yeah. yeah, you know that I would do something like that. Yeah, and that is just you showing you're enjoying it. That that's yeah. not you getting too ahead. And then I would say to him, I would say. Listen, let's get on a FaceTime this weekend. I'm going to be having a glass of wine Sunday afternoon. Make it an afternoon wine and be like, would you want to have a glass of wine over FaceTime? And then see where that ends up. But I think all of this does have to lead somewhere or it leads to resentment. So what what I would say is let's put some, like what, I would do it this way. I would say, I don't like being told, when are you going to visit? I would say, how do you feel about us meeting in person? Yes. Yes, have now, it be a joint decision yeah. opposed to I'm giving orders because that will, you're right, dude, that will lead to resentment eventually. He'll be like, oh, yeah. well, you forced my hand early. No wonder I'm running away, you know? <laughs> and I yeah. wouldn't blame him. So I love this joint decision making. That's a great idea. I also think just women, I'm sorry, they like to stay in this little fantasy of like, oh, we're texting. Oh my God, it's so <laughs> cute. It's like, bitch, just come, you're 40, calm down. Let's like, do it. Get that vagina working. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Upstart. If you dread looking at your credit card statements, you're not alone. Debt can feel crippling, but Upstart can help you on your path to financial freedom. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, Upstart is an opportunity. I don't know if it can help you, but if you have debt, you're paying a rate, and maybe the Upstart rate is uh, is smaller than the one you're paying. That's it. If you can get a better rate here and you can transfer your debt and pay it off, that's like finding money in your pocket. Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt all online, whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, 
or funding personal expenses over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Upstart finds smarter rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score. With just a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. You can get approved the same day and can receive funds as fast as one business day. If debt is taking over your life, it's time to get a fresh start with Upstart. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash JTrain. Don't forget to use my URL to let them know I sent you. That's upstart.com slash JTrain. Here's the fine print. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash JTrain. The JTrain podcast is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like checking your baggage at the airport without a lock. You think your stuff is kept private, but you never know who's going through your unmentionables. I'm telling you right now, uh, ExpressVPN is great. It is, um, it is just an easy way to protect yourself and to make sure that you know you're not you know you're not just open to the world. The internet is a vast and scary place, and when you go online without a VPN, internet service providers can see every single website you visit. Does that make you? If that makes you like shudder a little bit, then maybe you got to look into an ExpressVPN. They can legally sell this information to ad companies and tech giants, who then use your data to target you. ExpressVPN lets you browse more anonymously. ISPs cannot see your online activity, and your data is also encrypted for maximum protection. It's also easy to use and works on all devices, phones, laptops, even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. Secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com. JTrain today. That's EXPRESSVPN.com slash JTrain. And you can get an extra three months free. ExpressVPN.com slash JTrain. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. JTrain podcast at gmail.com here with Lisa Lampanelli. At Lisa Lampanelli. Lisa, at Lisa Lampanelli. <laughs> Go follow right now. Okay, so I sent you this uh, email before. Alert, alert, screenshot, email attached. Do I have a chance or am I being naive? Ooh. Okay, sent this to you. Okay. Jared and guest, longtime listener, Patreon subscriber. I'll get right to it. I went to a popular bar with my friends on a Saturday night in early October, and I went up to a group of guys to ask one of them what kind of beer they were drinking, since it looks like a tasty, hazy IPA that I would enjoy Colorado things. Okay. The group immediately invited me to join them in conversation. Eventually, one of the guys that had mentioned he had just moved here a month ago started talking to me one-on-one. We chatted for a long time. I immediately sensed a connection. Before him and his friends left to head to the bars across the street, he said we should go out sometime and ask for my number. Time went on, and my group of friends decided to head to the bar that he said he was going to. So I texted him to see if he was still there, to which he said yes, and there was room at the table for me to join him. See screenshot one attached. Okay, so let's see screenshot one. Ooh, let's see. Wait, she labeled them. Okay, screenshot one starts with, we'll we'll blur out his name and her name. Okay. Okay, and I'll just say, uh, you be her, but let's blur out the name of the, oh, I guess we don't have to. She said Colorado things, so we'll give you a plug to this bar. Are you guys at Happy Camper? We're hitting that way in a few. Yeah. We have room at the table. Where's the table? To the left. Okay. Three days pass. 
Okay. We continued talking all night. So that was how they got together. We continued talking all night and eventually headed back to his place with his friend who was visiting from out of town. It was getting late. And when he asked me to spend the night, I said yes, because we were having such a good time. And I thought, why not? We got a little handsy, but no sex. The next morning, he offered to drop me off at my place. And when we turned on his car, his radio was on a comedy radio station. I joked and asked if he enjoyed listening to comedy radio. And he said no. But he hadn't had time to find the good radio stations because he's been super busy hosting friends and family every weekend since he moved here. And between playing host and walking, uh, working as a brand new lawyer, booking hours, uh, he just hadn't had a lot of time to himself. I started t- taking that as a sign that he didn't want to date. But then he dropped me off at my place and he confirmed that he had my number and grabbed my face for a cute goodbye kiss. It was now Monday night and I hadn't heard from him. So I decided to text him to see if he wanted to hang out before I left for my trip on Thursday. I was leaving from 10 days for my friend's bachelorette and, uh, and wedding and I wanted to see if we could hang before I left. He seemed genuinely interested but busy. I decided to shove the ball in his court and let him know when I was back that I wanted to grab drinks. See screenshot two for his response. Okay, okay so, so here's screenshot say, two. At first I say, hey, how was your Monday? Also, mm. not sure what your week looks like, but I'd love to grab a drink or something before I head on my trap. Okay. Hey, it was good, but I'm dead tired from entertaining Nick all weekend. We, we had several drinks yesterday around Rhino. How was your day? And this week is turning into a mess at work already, so it might be difficult. LOL, when do you leave again? Uh, oh, the joys of hosting friends. Today was pretty good. I had no meetings, which almost never happens anymore. And I leave Thursday night. Nice. That's great. I don't think I can swing Tuesday or Wednesday, though. There are probably going to be late nights. Oh, Cam, sorry you're going to have to work later. <laughs> so i'm gonna go okay he has he has his read receipts on and for the whole time i was gone on my trip my last message about getting drinks was left delivered i thought for sure he was ignoring me but the day after i got back october 26 he sent me a text letting me know that he just didn't have time to date i decided to respond in a way that was understanding and leave the door open because i thought we had a strong connection okay so let's go to that last screenshot sure Do you want to read yours? Hey, your day. I hope your day has been great and that you don't have to work super late tonight. I get back on the 25th. So let me know when we are grabbing those drinks. (laughs) Hey, I'm sorry. I've been crazy busy with work, entertaining and traveling for a wedding last week. And honestly, I'm just trying to settle in right now. I don't think I'm ready to start dating. I hope you understand. I'm tired just reading that, even though I'm (laughs) crying on the inside because I've been rejected again. Insertion from Lisa Lampanelli. No worries. (laughs) Kind of, even though I'm worried. Hope you finally get settled in and have time to finally find the good radio station. See, I'm a good listener. Look at me. Who's a good girl? Who's a good girl? Don't be a stranger. Okay, now I realize a lot of those edits are for me, but am I allowed to comment? You please, please. I mean, please comment because I I think... Tale as old as time. (laughs) Uh, Here's the classic. No one's at fault here. No. He's a guy who doesn't like her enough to date if he liked her enough he'd date her just like miranda said on that classic episode of sex in the city he's just not that into you when mm. they find the right person whether it's a girl or a guy we will have the time suddenly the thursday night is able to be squeezed in or the tuesday and it doesn't matter that you're settling in or hosting family and friends and all the little jokes we make to get them to be roped back in are not going to work He's not that into you, and it's okay. Someone will. 
It, I, I, I think you're right. I mean, she writes, my question is this. Do you think it would be worth my time to reach out again in a month or so to, to give him time to settle in? Or doesn't do you think he just shut the door but he doesn't, doesn't care by care. sending Has that last message? thought of you once you're now becoming annoying. And I say that because I've been that annoying chick for 40 fucking years. <laughs> so I she get did it. write... I, I, I'm with you, Lisa. The last thing I will mention is that I sent him a follow request on Instagram to stay in touch. And to this day, it's still sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> I had my guy my world. <laughs> I had my guy friend request to me immediately oh, accepted no. it. So is he choosing to not accept mine for a reason? What gives? Would love to hear your thoughts. I, why wouldn't he okay. accept the friend request? I, I think yeah. this guy, he's saying, he's putting up a boundary that is actually respectful in a certain I way. Like, like it. It, yeah, because he's not, it, let, let's say he lets you follow him after he knows that you want to go out with him and he doesn't want to go out with you. Now, he's kind of being a dick. He's letting you go, yeah, you can watch the party. You can <laughs> you can see what how great this thing is over here. He, yes. What he's saying is, I'm going to keep in touch with people that I can, it, my my actions are my honesty. And oh, he's, he's he, but he is because right. he's going, you know, you had a nice night, you slept over, you got handsy, no sex, no harm, no foul. She was a great girl. She was a cute girl. Someone I was attracted enough to sleep in a bed with, but I'm just not feeling a connection and I'm not even, and that's not about her. That's, I'm no. not even giving the time to a connection, but I know it ain't you, right. you know, and, so, you and that's know, okay. And, when you, and, and you're right, Jared, when you know it, you know it. And, you know, you'll, you know, do you remember, I hate that all my references are movie references and TV, <laughs> but I'm always right about these things. There's very good lessons in these things. There was a movie that was beautiful called 500 Days of Summer, where Jason yes. Gordon-Levitt had tried to make it work with um, Zoe Deschanel's character. And she, once she moves on to find real love, he says, how did you know? And she said, because I felt that thing I never felt with you. And while it stings him, she's absolutely right. You have to feel that thing. Mm. And I think this guy's been mad respectful. Mm -hmm. I just don't have time for this now. It's kind of hard to say to a girl, oh, I don't like you enough. So he said the right thing for someone his age. And I think that's just great. And women, we tend, this is me too. And this is about business too. We tend to overthink everything. If I had called you, Jared, Mm. And I texted you and I go, hey, man, I saw you had Jessica Kirsten on your podcast. I really am a fan of yours and I love her. Do you want to have me on? And I saw that you read it five days ago. And I'd be like, oh, my God, this motherfucker, he hates me. He probably thinks I'm a racist because of my comedy in the past. He probably thinks I'm disgusting and too old. So I'm in my head. And instead, you have a life, too. So yes. we forget they have a life, too. So we, she's spinning. So don't spin. And- Everything's okay. The right person does always come along. Totally. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Lisa, can we do one more? You got time for one more? Only I got... you tell me that you don't think I'm a racist. And I don't. I'm, really, I'm just kidding. I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm a fan. You're, you're my perfect type of person to reach out to. Because like, hey, man, how you doing? You're like, holy shit, I love you. And I'm like, I love you too. Let's do this. So, Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let's do yes. one more. I'm so excited cool. that you're here. Everyone needs to go listen to Lisa's podcast, Losers with a Dream. Every Tuesday, at Lisa Lamp- Lampanelli on Instagram. Screenshots. Is it my cat or the trains or me? Okay, long-time listener, first-time caller, love all you do. I'll wait for your next Netflix special one day. Here's my situation. I'm a 31-year-old woman living in Brooklyn. I met this guy, 39, on a dating app three weeks ago. We went on two dates, hung out at his place for a weekend after those two dates. 
Okay, this past weekend, he came over for the weekend to help me paint my wall. We had great chemistry. When we were together, everything was fun, and we were honest about our feelings. I love spending time with him, and he said he enjoyed spending time with me, too. After he left my place on Sunday, the text became slightly off. Today, Tuesday, we had the exchange below. Two screenshots appear in order. Okay. Um, And she writes, background of the issue. I have a cat bun as he mentioned in the text i also mentioned my cat in my dating app prompt actually that's the one he liked and replied to the first night he was here i tried to keep the cat out of the bedroom because i know it could be challenging to sleep with a cat in bed with two people already in it but he asked to let him in after the cat started scratching at the door in the middle of the night and the second night the cat was in my bed by me and he said he was up a lot the next morning I really liked him, but I'm ready to take, uh, but I'm ready to take the L. Um, but I can't help to think about it. it's really about the cat in bed. Okay, so let's read the text now. Okay, so in order, to, shall I start with, "Am I going to see you?" Yeah, let's do that. Am I going to see you after you come back? I kind of got a weird vibe from you. Maybe after Sunday, I still like you and want to see where this goes. Anyways, let me know. LOL. Yeah, we are going to see each other. But gotta be honest, I haven't been able to sleep super well at your place. It's hard for me to sleep with bun in the bed, and I can see that being a challenge, to be honest. Woo, okay, I need to get that out of my chest before I turn into a crybaby from the shot. That makes sense, and I understand. And then he responds to the shot text. I hope you feel fine from the shot. My friends who got booster uh, plus flu were sick, and he puts the cold um, uh, face emoji. And then he writes back to the... But that makes sense, text. Yeah, I was going to tell you in person next time, but we can talk more in person about it or text either is fine. Though I do think it's a real challenge for us if anything is going to to work because feeling comfortable and cozy in bed is just, is of course, important. Um, I'm going to ignore what you said and just hear the good part by texting. (laughs) Let's get cozy and talk more in person. I'm I'm not going to talk about this issue yet. Yes, okay, we can talk when I'm back from Thanksgiving. And I do, wait, I'm circling back. I do understand the importance of feeling comfy in bed. I also chicken out from getting both shots, blah, 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 blah. Okay. This okay. is great. So let's, this is a, this is a, this is a tough one because he was nice, but also pretty firm. The I first, like it. so background of the issue, the cat, um, and okay. I, I really like him, but I'm ready to take the L, but I, uh, but I can't help but think about if it's really about the cat in bed. Oh, and I also, he also mentioned we're two transfers apart, which could also be a challenge. I'm Oof. self-aware that I'm in Brooklyn and I'm willing to go out of the city, but I'm on the two, three, four, five. while well, he's 10 minute walk from oh, the God. F. That's oh, my Lord. rant. Okay. So she goes into subway rants. As yeah. I write this email, I think he might be looking for excuses to not be with me. Hope he doesn't listen. Okay. Thank you for all you put out there. So what do you think, Lisa? Listen. If a good couple's got to survive more than two transfers and a cat. So, yeah. and honestly, there's nothing wrong with him. There's nothing wrong with her. People love to paint this as, and she's not doing this, but I think you've heard probably a million people write in this toxic person, this toxic, this hmm. people usually aren't toxic unless they're sociopaths or narcissists, which is a very small percentage. Mm-hmm. The relationship together is toxic because he's putting up with your cat. He's putting up with the trains. Then he's going to get resentful and mad and you're going to hate each other. So the relationship is toxic. So if these are his limits, you have to accept that these are his limits and say, hey, that's cool. No harm, no foul. I love my cat. And I hope you find someone who you can sleep comfortably in in bed with. We have to take things less personally. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the the issue with his texts 
is you know yeah i was going to tell you in person next time but we can talk more in person about it and or text either is fine so like he's saying i'll do this in person like i i I want to see you again but then he goes though i do think it's a real challenge for us if anything is gonna work like i don't like that this boogeyman he's creating he's basically Mm -hmm. giving himself the out before even entertaining this thing so that's like the big red flag to me is that he's like I'll meet you, but know that like this little thing is dangling in the wind and might get in our way. Yeah, I took it the other way. I took it as he didn't want to talk about it in person. He just didn't want to talk about it at all or bring it up. He was just going to like fade into the distance. Oh, Oh, okay. I was going to talk about it in person. No, really, I was. I was just booking a flight to come over that huge amount of blocks I have to go. By the way, it's called a fucking taxi or an Uber. Get with it, kids. Unless you can afford an Uber. So I think the whole fact is he kind of knows that that's a deal breaker. And I think it's fine that he does. Yes, he's a little bit of a pussy to not go you know what? I should have brought this up sooner. It's probably a deal breaker for me, but I don't think he's been totally dishonest about just because I have a friend on the podcast who told me he goes, you know, I hate sleeping in bed with someone that's going to be difficult for a girl. So I've been that way too. I listen, I've, I've slept in beds with a girl and her cat and it is annoying, but that is not a reason to be like, eh, you know what? If we fall in love, I don't know yeah. if that cat's going to work out for me. Like, I, I, I it just, it, it is bizarre to me to bring up, oh, when we see each other, but like, uh, just so you know, like, I, I, I think a lot of guys look for like easy outs without emotion. Yes. I think you could be right as well, though, too, because this could be him being like, oh, I was going to talk to you, but it's, yeah. that, you know, I had that cat on the mind. I think, and here's the thing I'll say to her. She says she likes him. She goes, I really like him, but I, I, I'm ready to take the L, the loss. Let's, let's put the loss, let's give this one more shot. I think you have to, like, I, I, I like that you like someone. I think that there has to be a more honest conversation in person if he'll have it. And I think you can say to him, listen, I, I would actually, if I was her, I'd let him know, it's annoying that you brought up the cat like that, as if that was your break glass in case of emergency right. thing. Because it's okay to be annoyed at someone you've had. You have, or the problem is in, in, in dating these days, we have no label on our relationship, so we don't think we have a right to be mad at people we're in relationships with. You have a right to be annoyed that he's dangling your cat yeah. as an excuse for why you guys might not make it three years from now. You're Wait, looking to get to... Kn- but, but isn't the cat the reason and the train? He just doesn't like her enough and you're saying you're saying he's create, making these two the reason that he's saying it instead of saying, "Hey, I just don't feel the connection as much as you do." I think, I th- if they get together again, I think you're, that is correct. If they okay. never see each other again, he's mm-hmm. using these two things as an excuse to never hang out again, and that's a that's a wussy way to get out of a relationship. We yeah. agree on that. Let's say they get together again because it does sound like he's like. He's that that door does feel open to me. And if she texted him and was like, hey, let's do dinner near your place. I would love to see your neighborhood. You're mm-hmm. making it so goddamn easy on him. Now you've taken away all of his rebuttals, you know, like I the train and the cat. OK, I'd love to do dinner near your place. Let me know where and when. Let's say he makes that date. You go on that date. And, you, and I think you can be free to say, hey, it really annoyed me that you brought up the cat like. That's something we can work out if things get more serious. But right now we're having fun 
And if you don't want to sleep at my place, that's totally fine. But we there are other options. Don't yeah, let's but, not act yeah, like but, I'm the only option. Yeah, but if he he doesn't like her enough to offer that as a solution, why is she offering it? Meaning, if if it was me, and I go, ah, he brought up the cat and the other thing, and maybe those are phony issues, but clearly he's building a case against this. So mm. I'm gonna like wash my hands of it because I'm not gonna be the one pushing this relationship forward because that leads to resentment that she's. <coughs> pushed him into an engagement and eventually sure. she pushed him into a marriage and then there's a divorce. Is so it I even just, worth it? I, I think it's not worth it because, by the way, somebody, two people brought this up in letters and I hate it because it's a faulty concept. There is no such thing as closure. That's not mm. a thing. Closure is not a conversation that you need to have with somebody. It has to be closed within yourself. So yeah. you have to feel it until you're done feeling it and being sad about it. But no conversation ties things up with a bow. So these girls, and I say girls because it's often the more feminine person in the relationship always needs to tie it up with a bow and have that last conversation and we hugged outside the apartment. No, work on why you need that. So I think, and and one last thing too. Go ahead. Not to be such a big yenta and always be right (laughs) and always be a big mouth. But I will say, I am so sick of people saying, I really like him. You don't. You don't know you don't, him. You don't know him you yet. You don't know him. You it liked takes- him on date one. You liked yes. him on the the experience and you hope to like him more in the future. Right. Like you don't know. If, <laughs> I like how we give ourselves six months to see if we want to be friends with someone. <laughs> we want to marry this guy after a week. So I'm just saying if we could all slow down and stop yeah. being so here trigger. It might be nice you get to know somebody really well and go, oh, I actually do like you. Wow, cool. There, I agree. J Train Podcast at Gmail.com. J Train Podcast at Gmail.com. Lisa Lampanelli. This was such a fantastic uh, pleasure to have you on. Thank you. Oh, my God. I loved it. This is a great show, man. I'm Thank so, you. so happy that I reached out and you didn't ghost me. Oh, <laughs> come on. The great Lisa Lampanelli. How could I ever go to you? I, I'm so happy you came on. Losers with a Dream. That's the podcast. Uh, at Lisa Lampanelli on Instagram. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. Keep sending your email. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week. Boom.